0: War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePetro Show. Best lawn ever guaranteed contact lawn doctor of rhode island today now you can call them 401-392-1025 get a quick easy quote the best thing to do lawn doctor of rhode island they have a great website it's easy Lawndoctor.com. dot com lawn doctor dot com then just put in your zip code get a quick easy a quote your best lawn ever guaranteed take get part of their premium eight service program early spring spring lime late spring summer grub prevention early fall fall late fall Lawn Doctor online at lawndoctor.com. You're listening to the John DePetro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePetro.com. Friday, it happens to be Friday, and it's June 10th. And this portion of the program is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Everything available, stop in annuals, perennials, tree shrubs hanging plots they are a full-scale nursery everything you need make your home a showstopper hanging impatience large selection of beautiful patio pots vegetable plants and herbs tropical mandevillas, hibiscus plants and also hey listen screen loom mulch available pickup or delivery mulches dark piney black and hemlock crushed stone really makes a difference gift certificates are available father's day is coming they're open 7 days a week it's PR landscape materials and garden center look for them on facebook easy to get to 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown you need to support and take a ride family run business steve debbie junior byron pr landscape materials and garden center well folks as i mentioned it is friday and this business of the january 6th and really trying to put on the drama i i think what is really pathetic is you're basically just seeing the Democrats emptying out their playbook, right? They're trying everything. I'll tell you where there needs to be accountability. Where there needs to be accountability is the fact that members of the Democrat Party are still protesting in front of the homes of members of the Supreme Court. Nancy Pelosi, Democrat, they won't stop it. You know, it's it's really pathetic. The life of Judge Kavanaugh and his family were threatened and a real threat. An armed gunman right in their neighborhood and right headed to the house. He was going to attempt assassination of Judge Kavanaugh and his family. And the president of the United States goes on that Jimmy Kimmel show and doesn't even mention it, doesn't even condemn it. Folks, they are so broken beyond repair, but they're moving through their playbook, right? They're moving through the playbook as far as, well, you know, they're going to take away your rights and then they move with it's all scare tactics now they're going to take away your right to vote and now and now you you can't vote republican because look at january 6th these are the if you're a republican you're violent and dangerous this is so preposterous what is going on right now it's really despicable but they have nothing else they have failed in in the Biden administration has has been a complete failure he's not going to turn this around And anyone that saw that interview, I I have to admit, folks, I mean, I was I I don't want to say even I was taken aback, but I was taken aback at just this is not someone who seemed tired. This isn't someone that was you. You can't get that wasn't even an interview. It was a friendly chat and the president couldn't keep his his train of thought. He's the problem. You know, right now, the Biden White House is, they're turning things upside down, and they're trying to come up with the right strategy, and it's got to be this, and now they're fully on the attack. You know, the Republicans are trying to overthrow the government, and we're going to make it very dramatic and put out movies and scare people, and they're going to, tr- you know, try to take away the right to vote, and they're going to force women into the back alley again, and they're going to, they are going to uh, you know, air, 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 all fear tactics. And, and look what they did. You know, they had a, a raucous protest on January 6th at the Capitol it's it's because they don't have any ideas i mean you know whether it's governor uh, excuse me commerce secretary raimondo or president biden or treasury secretary janet yellen the real truth they don't they don't know what to do about the economy they don't know what to do about inflation uh and governor mckee just you know there's nothing sound here there's nothing planning It's all just like throwing money around. See, that's also what happens when someone isn't elected to do a job. They're just handed to do a job because then they're handed to do the job, you're just trying to make friends. They're just trying to, he's just trying to be popular. When you get elected and win, let alone if you won by a majority, then you feel better about that. And I think then you'd even feel more confident in some way about that, right? Like I was elected to do a job. Governor McKee was not elected to do a job so he pivots and he just hands money out and he's handed out huge amounts all in a bid to try to retain power now also say this about the governor's race before there's going to be a governor's race there's first the democrat primary and right now i think the media would like to make this more than just governor mckee against nelly gobea right now that's all it is I'll, i'll believe it when i see it i know that a lot of other people want this to be more than just a two-person race but unless something drastically changes it's a two-person race this is the john dipetro show propane plus for heating and cooling call propane plus today in massachusetts 508-252-3359 in rhode island propane plus number 401- 885-4209 good for the environment and also now it's renewable online at propaneplus.com propane plus heating and cooling in massachusetts call their rehoboth office 508-252-3359 and in in rhode island 401-885-4209 you can depend on propane plus folks you are listening to the John DePetro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePetro.com. It's time for our legal segment. Joining us, he is our legal expert, one of Rhode Island's top attorneys. It is attorney Tim Dodd. And Tim, let's start off with a very disturbing story. You know, after that memo was leaked, Roe v. Wade, there was talk and legislation that, you know, they should uh, outlaw, that he should not be allowed to go to the homes of these justices. The progressives are out there and they're in the handmaiden outfits and they were out there that Saturday night and going in front. And then, you know, suddenly we get reports that a man from California apparently traveled to the neighborhood of Judge Kavanaugh. We're still trying to get some details, but he was arrested. He is being detained and apparently had a weapon and enough that someone tipped them off that he was going to the home if he was had been successful in an attempt to try to kill Judge Brett Kavanaugh.
1: Yes, it's a very disturbing development. um, And it all seems to be piling on drip by drip of um, disrespect for all of our institutions, unfortunately, specifically, however, as to Judge Kavanaugh, um, when the draft decision which could overturn Roe was um, leaked, improperly and the media firestorm erupted there were people um, and recall it was progressive groups that leaked the uh, home addresses of the That's supreme right. court judges yep. so one side is very activist in putting this information out there good point so now the progressives have told people where the judges live the people show up to protest and Folks on the right are saying, yes, but there's a federal law that says you can't do it. Well, you can't show up in an attempt to influence a judge's decision. Can you stand there with a sign and say, keep abortions legal? Can you show up with a sign saying, um, make abortions illegal? Arguably, you're expressing an opinion. Arguably, you are exercising your right to protest question whether or not that conduct would be seen as an attempt to influence a judge's decision. Um, That's, I think, legally a close call. And I think that's the pretext why um, the Justice Department didn't do anything about it. Even though they didn't do anything about it, uh, it seems to me, and of course we know why they didn't, but Individuals from the administration or the Justice Department should have been out there saying, you know, uh, careful what you say, careful what you do, careful how you protest. But really nothing of any substance was said, which it seems to me would be taken by protesters as a green light to continue on and to do more. Um, This guy that has now been arrested and, and I believe charged with attempted murder Oh. So, sounds like he's mentally incompetent something's oh. you know' clearly um, wrong as we know he showed up with a glock two rounds of ammunition um, um, crowbars drills uh, screwdrivers things you know burglary yep. tools to get into the house um, what do they call them? Z- zip zip wires or whatever you're used instead of handcuffs, which were used a couple of weeks ago when they um, somebody executed a judge, they, they tied him up in a chair and they executed him. I'm sure this guy was inspired by that little event. Um, he shows up, he takes an Uber at 1.30 in the morning to show up at Judge Cavanaugh's near his house on the street Apparently, he's made by a couple of U.S. marshals who were there, and he kind of leaves the scene. He then, again, just like the uh, unfortunate, tragic school shooting, the first reports aren't necessarily the correct reports. But what we're hearing right now, who knows if it's true? I mean, the way things get reported these days. Mm. Apparently, after he was made by the U.S. marshals and tried to leave the scene, he called the authorities and said here's where i am i'm suicidal and i want to go shoot and kill judge kavanaugh because i'm upset about um his um position on roe v wade so naturally they go out he gets lugged. um now he's presented to a court um federal court hell without bail uh, I'm sure they'll be doing a psychological competency analysis on him to see if he's fit to stand trial. But is this akin to a copycat sort of um, situation? Um, what happened to the, ju- the retired judge for whom uh, some individual who ultimately shot himself, killed himself, shot a judge in retribution for wrongs this guy felt this judge had done to him years ago? The judge who got us, you know, executed, I think, has been off the bench since like 2017. But this guy shows up and kills him. Right? Uh, There's got to be more protection for, obviously, Supreme Court judges, federal judges, court judges, all judges. We have judges in Rhode Island every day, district court, family superior court. A judge makes a decision against a husband or a wife in a divorce case. Yep. You know, mm. A judge makes a decision about somebody in a criminal case. A judge makes a decision denying uh, financial compensation in a, in a civil case. Um, there's lots of people who could be pissed off with a decision a judge makes. Judges sure. make decisions where 100% of the time, somebody's not happy. One side right. might be happy, one unhappy, both might be unhappy. Mm. This is the end result of a lot of things, John. I, I think back to... What is it? Two, maybe two, maybe three years ago. Remember in New York City and other places, kids would throw water balloons at cops. Yeah. And the cops were told, "Don't yes. react. Don't do anything. Right. Don't arrest them." Sure. So that emboldens. That's right. The youth to say, "Oh, we can go out there and bust chops with the cops. We can yep. harass them. We can embarrass them. Pull, and they pull can't a, do anything." Pour a
0: full bucket of water over a police officer. Yes. Yeah, so terrible.
1: So that's one. Um, one small step towards the direction we're going then we get into the riots of uh, 2020 where with impunity people are smashing police cruisers setting them right. on fire uh, hardly anyone's getting arrested again right. emboldened that you can do these types of things yep. don't respect authority and we've talked about this before what, you know people are talking about you know using this uh, unbelievably sad situation in texas to get some reforms with um, um second amendment rights gun ownership etc you got people out there saying oh it's a mental health issue well i, I think in large part it's a degradation of respect for authority we have yeah. no religion whether you believe in religion or not religion right. gave people a moral compass a sense sure. of right and wrong a sense of sin a sense of punishment. That's- no, Tim um, Dodd, I,
0: I just want to come back, though. And again, folks, let's speak with a legal expert attorney, Tim Dodd. Tim Dodd, this, this also come back, comes back to, though, the leak. And these are my words, not yours. I, I am telling you, for the life of me, I just don't understand why some of these investigations take so long. I, we saw in the aftermath of, like, the Boston Marathon bombing, how quickly, when law enforcement, when they want to, how quickly. I mean, they had those guys picked up. They had to look through a lot of video. They had that in just a matter of like two or three days. 9-11 was the same thing with the hijackers. I, I just, I don't, and I know you have to deal with them. I don't understand law enforcement sometimes. These investigations, I, it, it, they just seemingly take forever. How long could it take to try to figure out who leaked that memo?
1: Well, you, you wonder.
0: I answer, but I'm yes, saying, I mean, one would ridiculous. think.
1: One would think there's only so many people who work in the Supreme Court. Right. And I'm Uh sure that the person who leaked that didn't keep it strictly to themselves. I'm sure they said to kindred spirits in terms of how they think, Hey, you know,
0: this is what I'm going to do. Or,
1: or there's gotta be a way to cut through. Um, You know, these are young lawyers uh, working for the U S Supreme court justices. These aren't hardened criminals. Um, You would think if the Justice Department or the FBI is looking into this, Mm. you know, they would have got further along in the process. It seems unimaginable that they wouldn't have found the culprit, because if they don't find the culprit or if they don't really push hard to find the culprit, this is going to happen again and again and again. And Mm. it all serves to weaken the fabric of society and our respect for the law and those who adjudicate the law or enforce the law john it's a terrible downward spiral we're on
0: and whoever leaked that memo this is then the end result of then look at this here's somebody that comes in from california and we have the threat with judge kavanaugh folks quick break much more ahead attorney tim dodd our legal expert right here on the john dipietro show time means grill time and for the best grill get a new grill stop in and see my friends jay's broadway appliance and tv j apostrophe S, yes, broadway appliance and tv located 47 cedar swamp road that's route 5 smithfield you can call them 401-949-7800 springtime summer this is the best time to grill outside they have a great selection on grills they also have a great selection on all appliances family run business since 1963 remember you're going to deal directly with the owner and they will match or beat any package deal when it comes to appliances. Do you need a new refrigerator? How about a new dishwasher, washing machine, dryer, oven, microwave? Jay's Broadway Appliance. Look for them online at jsappliance.com. Also on Facebook, springtime, summer is grill time. Stop in and see them. They're open Monday through Friday from 10 to 5. You can make an appointment for more personal Saturday and Sunday Appointments, Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV, 401 949 7800. Better yet, drive in and see them, 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5 in Smithfield. We're speaking with our legal expert, Attorney Tim dot Tim, staying with guns uh, for the moment, it would seem as if Rhode Island's going to have some new gun laws as a result of what happened in Texas, even though we already have very strict laws, but it is an election year and grabs a lot of spotlighting when you have a dominated a democrat dominated general assembly uh and a governor that's more than willing to put his name and signature on something uh what do you make of some of these new proposed gun laws
1: well as as Rahm Emanuel famously said don't ever let a crisis go to waste (laughs) that's right and and that's exactly what's happening in rhode island and it's happening nationally Um, As we've said, in in the area of Second Amendment rights and reforms regarding gun ownership, neither side is willing to give one scintilla. Uh, So they're both dug in as as firmly as they can. Um, Right now, the package which appears heading towards um, passage before the General Assembly, one would limit uh, what i think is called high high volume um weapon magazines uh, i think limiting it to um, 10 rounds yep. upping the age for gun ownership from 18 to 21 um and limitations on the ability to carry rifles or shotguns in public um which makes of- no
0: sense to me because you don't see that anyway so i don't know when i asked someone else about it they said well sometimes the bristol fourth of july parade People come in certain aus- outfits like, and carrying a musket. But when's the last time, Tim Dodd, you were downtown Providence and saw somebody walking by with a long gun? for Crying out loud, they'd be surrounded by the police in two seconds. But go right ahead.
1: Well, and it, 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 it's feel-good legislation. Yeah. It and is. it may well pass, and everyone can pat themselves on the back and say, look yeah, what we've we done. we did
0: this. That's right.
1: One of the things, if you have a high-volume magazine-type weapon – the law, the law requires you to either turn it into the police or sell it to a gun shop. Hmm. Now, wow. I am sure all the gang members in Providence of Pawtucket are yeah, going to be marching right. right up to the police station. So okay. it will be the law abiding citizens that's right. who will be um, presumed to be compelled to comply with this law or face the consequences. Mm -hmm. And anyone who has an illegal gun or intends to use a weapon for criminal purposes, they're going to look at these laws and laugh. So I don't see where it does anything to really get at the societal problem, which we have. We clearly have a problem with shootings all over the country, Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, you name it. There's a lot of mayhem and murder going on. Um, The media is selective in the outrage that it projects about these shootings, depending on who's the shooter and who's the victim, which I don't think is right, personally. But um, I don't think these bills, if they pass, it will do virtually anything to lessen what's going on. Most of the shootings in Providence, it's gang members shooting gang members. It is So all of this legislation will have no effect. No,
0: so. yeah. And as I've said, I think the biggest thing would be more of a uh, try to do something about some of the maybe more lax juvenile laws or minors, I should say, and or if there was more of an effort to get people to cooperate with law enforcement when there is a shooting. But that doesn't fit their narrative. Tim Dodd, let's talk about it was uh, it was last June, actually, as I think of it, during the NBA finals, when uh, some youths were going to get together and they went to Walmart, got some snacks and then they were going to pick up a pizza. And then they were going to go enjoy and watch the NBA finals. And somehow they were going fast, supposedly. And this off-duty Pawtucket cop started following him. He got out of his vehicle, gun drawn on his way home, Um, had one sip of beer, one sip of beer in the vehicle, supposedly, that was open. And then he actually ended up firing and hitting the driver, uh, the young man. Then, you know, they had to get out of the vehicle and – He then, you know, was investigated and brought up on charges. And it would seem now there is a a second suit towards this Pawtucket officer, Dolan.
1: Well, yes, the 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 claim of the four young men in that horrific scene where this off duty cop shot and ultimately hit the driver, um, that's still all pending. Um, They those young men all have personal injury claims Uh, There are criminal charges pending against this cop. Those are superior court charges, so those have not yet come up for trial. This same cop last year, I believe it was last year, it might have been this year, um, was charged with domestic assault um, for... Malicious destruction of property and assaulting his son. If you recall, yeah. he took a toy or some sports yep. equipment, flung I think that it was just at the. A short time ago, actually. Yes, yes. I think it was this year. Yeah, it was um, March. Down in Third District Court in front of Judge O'Neill. and um this guy was found guilty of the domestic assault and the malicious destruction of property Mm. the judge saying that that situation was caused solely due to the conduct of officer dolan and Mm. dolan has taken an appeal on that one he wants to tee it up again in superior court i believe now the next lawsuit which is pending is this guy, um, Mr. Morera, was, I believe, at a convenience store and um, was requesting, or Dolan was asking him to do certain things, and right. Morera says, well, what am I doing wrong? Tell me, what am I doing wrong? I guess Dolan couldn't stand being questioned. And wound up assault, allegedly assaulting this guy, mm. putting, putting him in, a, in an illegal um, chokehold. We've, yep. we've heard lots about illegal chokeholds in the last couple of years, punching him, uh, improperly restraining him, and improperly arresting him for wow. a situation where there was no crime. So it appears that based on what we read, that uh, this officer has issues, to put it mildly, yeah. We only know so much about the whole internal investigation of what's happening with this guy in terms of discipline within his police department because he's largely protected by the policeman's bill of rights in terms of what could be happening as a job action. But when, when the guy is doing outrageous, aggressive, provocative, um, inexplicably angry things, now we've got three I- incidents where he's behaved in an aggressive, improper manner. Something's oh. wrong. Something's yeah. wrong with this situation. But I don't think he can be fired until he has c- completely gone through the adjudication process. Um, I think he's sus- – clearly he's suspended at this point, but he can't be terminated until all of these cases reach a conclusion. Oh.
0: Tim Dodd, as much as we obviously value law enforcement uh, on the streets in our area, boy, it is safe to say the Policeman Bill of Rights in Rhode Island, it's, it's, it's very strong.
1: And, and you know, there's segments that say it should be abolished. There's segments of the public that say, you know, it should be reformed. Um, police unions are very strong. Yeah. And fire have very strong unions. Sure. So un- unless there is a wholesale change of elected representatives in the, in the state, um, in the house and in the Senate, and that's not likely, then I don't think you're going to see any change in the policeman bill of rights. Um, I don't think there's many elected officials who really have an appetite to change um, the bill of rights, especially no. when, you know, especially police and fire are such zealous people. Um, advocates for their positions they go to fundraisers they buy tickets they influence politicians and you can't fault them for that that's the system and they have learned how to maneuver within that system to get what they want so many segments of the public may not like the results, but you have to compliment these unions that they do a good job in preserving and protecting their interests
0: and and right now in this current political climate uh, there's a lot of backlash on the west coast Towards progressive policies and anything that's been soft on crime. Folks, another quick break, much more ahead. Attorney Tim Dodd, right here, our legal expert on the John DePetro show. The next time you have an emergency, head straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. AtMed Urgent Care, Urgent Health Care Facility Providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families, specializing in ambulatory medicine, diagnostic, treatment service, at-med urgent care. They provide immunization, school, sports physicals. They're a cost-efficient health care alternative to hospital-based emergencies. They're open seven days a week, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries physical exams, drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. You, someone in your family suffering from COVID, you want to go straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122, or East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road, online at atmedurgentcare.net. We're speaking with our legal expert attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, before I forget, I just want to did uh, touch on the Charlotte Lester case, the missing woman out of Warwick. Right now, just to bring everyone up to speed, I've been covering this. It is um, she went. She was last seen the Monday night, May sixteenth. On eighteenth, which was the Wednesday, her dog was found abandoned off Elmwood Avenue, Belmont Park. On Thursday, the nineteenth, her some friends called the police to say, this is odd. We have not heard from her since, you know, Monday and now here it is Thursday. And then uh, on Friday, you know, the police, I you know, generally seemingly wait the 24 hours somewhere in there late Thursday into Friday, they started looking. And then on Saturday, the 20th was when Warwick police that home on Staples Avenue in Warwick put crime, Crime scene tape up around it. It is basically a crime scene. Since then, they've now had 24 hour, it was two officers at one point, one in the front, one in the back, but now they just down to one, but still 24 hour surveillance on that home on Staples Avenue. Um, Tim Dodd, anything we should know that the police are very tight lipped, which I can understand. Uh, there's a lot of different theories. Her her vehicle was found at Kent Hospital the the Monday after that, but from what I understand, the police initially had just a 14 day window of the the search warrant, but they they remain there and the whole house is sectioned off. So this is a missing persons case. The last place she was known to be headed was this home on Staples Avenue, Warwick, and and admittedly the police have said where she was you know known to frequent the past few months uh had some kind of relationship with the owner of the home uh who was obviously not living there because the police have it cornered off but anything legally jump out at you or i had a a former police lieutenant on the scene yesterday and he said the one thing that stood out to him was he's gotten he said he's gotten like 500 search warrants in the past he's never had anything that lasted this long because we are going on week three now that this house has it's it's cornered off just like a a crime scene there's police yellow police tape at the front there's yellow police tape in the back and there's a work police officer car and they're there 24 7.
1: it's hard to know because as you say the the police are being very tight-lipped on this one and you know for a search warrant to go on for this duration We really don't know. Do do the cops keep going back to the appropriate judge to get a continuation or a new warrant, which is the same as the old warrant? To get a warrant and to keep a warrant like this, uh, there'd have to be an affidavit articulating specific facts where um, the cops are alleging they're looking for evidence of a crime which may have occurred. Now, we, we know from other cases that I'm sure the cops are looking um at all of her social media um, whatever they can glean from any anything she does online um from anything she's doing with perhaps credit cards um, looking at surveillance video they did find her vehicle in the parking lot at kent hospital is there any video of that do do we see her coming do we see her leaving do we see her with anybody else at that scene um, I'm sure the cops know a heck of a lot more Yeah, they're letting on right now um, to give out information might tip off the suspect or suspects sure. or people of interest. I mean, who knows who we're really looking at. Right. Um, they're, they're surveilling the friend, obviously, to see what may be occurring with that individual who has not yet done anything criminal, which would cause... Um, an arrest to occur so i mean the cops are i'm sure sifting and digging as much as they can behind the scenes and waiting waiting for a break in this case it's very curious um it seems to be a cold trail right now um it's inexplicable. But in terms of the warrant, if there's enough probable cause that they're looking for evidence of a specific crime or a specific target or a specific specific subject, they they could certainly get the the search warrant um, um, extended um, more than once. This is gonna be an articulation of facts and an affidavit to yeah. um, convince the court that there's a need.
0: Mm. And, and just before we move on, Tim Dodd, it's it seemingly a couple of things. Number one, how did the dog get to, you know, off Elmwood Avenue? How did the, her truck get to Kent Hospital? And I just think also, you know, boy, I'd love to know. All right. So the police learned she was last headed up to Staples Avenue. At least that's what's been, you know, uh, put forward. And how that conversation, you know, went, you know, I, I've sat in court where the police say they, you know, knocked on the door and then they ring the bell and start questioning, um, but here's my question. It would certainly seem that they would it be safe to say they feel they fi- they they could be wrong, but the police, it seems, clearly feel they found something that justified them to go to a judge and say, we need this entire home and property almost treated as a crime scene and have it blocked off. I mean, because you're the owner of the home, you've now been out of there for this is week three, as I said.
1: Yes, uh, and there would have to be an affidavit. There would have to be a showing to a judge. This is what we got, Judge, and this is what um, we suspect. Now, they've got the whole house cordoned off. Yeah. Um, And I don't know if they sent... um, you know, have they sent police dogs in there sniffing around to check the grounds for what may or may not be there or other physical evidence which might be at the scene? I, I don't know, but you would think if they've got the whole property cordoned off, yeah, might they be looking for something that's not on the surface but might be under the ground? Who knows? Right, it's uh, uh, speculative, but it is. I'm there sure the, cops, the m-
0: missing person case, right? I'm now. sure
1: the cops have a pretty good idea what happened, and they're just not showing their cards yet. Yeah,
0: um, Folks, again, we're speaking with our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. For those that are interested in the Charlotte Lester case, there's a lot more on the website, Petro.com. We have a number of video we've interviewed with someone that was also interviewed by the police and a lot more. Tim Dodd, so this week uh, is the big week. The Democrats want to roll out their big January 6th demonstration, just horrendous this was. And uh, I'm curious to get your thoughts on, boy, these charges against Enrique Enrique and, the Proud Boys, this is not something you you hear every day. A lot of people were almost stunned at, at some of the charges that they're now presenting forward on some of these Proud Boys from the January 6th, 21, at the Capitol.
1: Yes. um, Eleven of the Proud Boys, I think it's 11, have been charged with seditious conspiracy to prevent a congressional officer from carrying out their duty. Wow. That duty would that duty would be to certify the election results and certify um, that Joe Biden had been elected president, consistent with what occurred um, with the electoral college votes. seditious conspiracy is tantamount to an insurrection which can otherwise be called a a violent effort to disrupt an electoral constitutional certification it's not treason but it's a lesser charge than treason but the charge as it currently sits would hold a maximum penalty of up to 20 years in prison wow now Certainly bad things happened on January 6th. And, you know, for those who follow this, you know, saying that bad things happened might say, well, you're not considering the people who um, died um, as a result of those events. And the media likes to report, you know, that, you know, there was a, a deadly confrontation. And we all know that there's ways to look at the deaths that occurred. Um, one woman protester was shot at point blank range. She died, but not because of anything she really did. And it's still inexplicable. Yeah. Yes. Ashley Babbitt, you know, I know one of the officers left and like after the, the scene was over, I believe had a heart attack and there was a number of things that happened after the case, all of it unpleasant. None of it is anything to, for this country to be proud of, but, there's a difference between insurrectionists and protesters. So, you know, people who went into the Capitol because they were waved in by Capitol police. Yep. And for whom the Capitol police removed barricades to make it easier for people to enter the Capitol. Right. And, yeah. and they didn't have to really break windows or breach the Capitol, as it's been called. The doors were open. They were let yeah. in. That's you right. Know, Did bad things happen? Were there bad groups planning for bad things to occur in the days leading up to this event? Sure, but there's so much. I mean, they want to uh, cynically, one would think that this is all uh, choreographed to um, impact the midterm elections. Uh, There's so much which hasn't occurred. There's a From what I understand, tons of footage from that day from inside and outside the Capitol building um, that hasn't been released, hasn't been asked for people who are responsible for the chain of What sort of police presence would be there, including the mayor of um, Washington, DC, including the chief of the Metro police, including Nancy Pelosi, who's in charge clearly in charge of security for the capitol building as speaker of the house where's all that information none of that has been occurring and the committee as assembled um, has no voice from the minority party the republicans to push any investigation of those types of issues people who were planted in the crowd who were urging folks to go in, the suspicion that some of them might have been current or retired um, federal agents. Is there any serious look to see who those people were, why they were there, what they were doing? To my knowledge, not really. And even if there was such an investigation, I am sure the committee is not going to bother with those facts. So when you've got a kangaroo court and a kangaroo investigation, Mm -hmm. Um, the legitimacy of its investigation and the legitimacy of whatever the results are, you know, will probably be crowed about by the media, certain segments of the media. But I think the public is, is cynical enough and has seen enough shenanigans with the federal government that this whole exercise, depending on what we see in the next coming days and weeks, may not have a lot of credibility because oh. it's a lopsided investigation and it doesn't seem to be really geared to find out the whole truth but the cherry-pick facts that serve a particular narrative that the people in charge of this committee want to put forth that's and right. that's not how we do it in this country that's, that's how right. you do it in places like Nicaragua
0: yep folks again with two of our legal expert attorney Tim Dodd and Tim finally uh boy Larry Nasser. What are we to make of this uh, this latest lawsuit? Ninety women have stepped forward with this lawsuit against the FBI for the Olympic gymnast, Larry, uh, gymnast, uh, physical uh, trainer, and doctor, Dr. Larry Nasser.
1: Well, I, my understanding is that many of these women, um, at the time or shortly after the time of the um, uh, assaults and rapes and other sexual um, misconduct that Larry, Larry Nasser perpetrated on all these young gymnasts, um, there were complaints made to the FBI. And wow. the FBI apparently poo pooed the investigation. Mm. Uh, they didn't seem to take the allegations seriously. Um, they didn't, as they should, the investigators report the allegations of what Nasser was up to. To state and local authorities, again, the FBI is a federal organization. Um, they had a duty to so inform state and local officials of what they were learning and what the allegations were. And because of the FBI's unwillingness, to young women, or to do anything serious against NASA in terms of a, an investigation or an arrest. He was able to continue on with his um, uh, conduct, criminal conduct, rapes, sexual assaults oh. for years, for years and years. Now, is the lack of, let's arg- arguably, a lack of a thorough investigation by the FBI actionable? I mean, certainly there is a lawsuit and you can presume it will be settled at some point the failure to act, it would seem to me there would have to be gross negligence um, in order to make this actionable. And we now know, because after Nasser gets arrested on one case, everyone's come forward and said, legitimately, yeah, he did this to me too, me too, me too. Now we got 90 people who say he did it to me too. But what did the FBI know? And when did they know it? You've got to look at the facts that were available to the FBI when they did this investigation and didn't choose to pursue it. Obviously now we know of the horrific number of people that he did assault. Um, But based upon what we know right now, I guess there's a question of causation. Can the FBI's failure to further look into this guy, um, be an actionable civil case for money damages, saying that because the FBI blew the investigation, this guy had more time to rape and sexually assault more women. Oh. Is that failure by the FBI? Question, and I think only time and dis- pretrial discovery will tell. Um, whether the FBI really has the financial exposure that this lawsuit contends. Well,
0: folks, he is our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, great job as always, and we will talk to you again.
1: Thanks, John. Take care. Portion of the
0: program brought to you by The Coïcidin. Check them out on the website, dipetro.com, The Coïcidin, or Rhode Island Tradition. Since 1977, located 226 Coheset Avenue in West Warwick, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge, whether a nice dinner or even just appetizers. There's always a great crowd. You can link directly to them and gift certificates are available. The Coheset Inn, 226 Coheset Avenue in West Warwick. You're listening to The John DiPietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Friday, June 10th. And this portion of the program, folks. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, they've decided Ron is retiring. It's the end of the line, end of the day. And also, it is nice though that the uh, Providence police, that certainly support and uh, been big supporters, and they appreciate everything that Ron's Pastry Gourmet have done. They presented them with a nice plaque yesterday. So, Ron's Pastry Gourmet, one seventy Royal Little Drive in Providence. Saturday is the final day. Ron's decided to retire, but again, in the meantime, pop in, everything fresh. The best calzones. And remember, it was uh, during June of 2020 when Alley's Donuts announced they would no longer offer free coffee for police and military. And Ron's Pastry Gourmet stepped in and said that they would. So, folks, your chance. Pop in. Again, everything is fresh. Pop it and see them. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Friday, Saturday, the final days. They will be up on Federal Hill coming up the uh, father's day weekend but in the meantime pop in delicious calzone stock up for the weekend great chocolate donuts let's go brandon donuts and uh, cupcakes and also trump 2024 they had of course the trump donuts they're just terrific ron's pastry gourmet 170 royal little drive in providence well folks i want to i know a lot of people are disappointed with um the way that the rhode island state house is operating and i'm also one of them Uh, whether it be the gun bills the way people are treated or even just our money i don't know what to you know i do know what to tell you it's frustrating we obviously need more people running for office Uh, right now the political machine has things locked down things at the rhode island state house need to change there needs to be balance. there's no balance in this state you know what happened yesterday with governor mckee and the speaker and the senate president getting up there and they're basically patting themselves on the back for giving you your money back you are overtaxed you're underrepresented uh there's so many insider deals the Pawtucket stadium that's an insider deal superman building insider deal all this money for school construction that's all insider deals um right now i i don't remember a time where it's been this bad with the inmates running the asylum where you have the population is not properly served by the government it's also It's just it's 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 tough to listen to. It's almost ironic of, you know, the Senate president and like people coming together and, you know, like, what are you talking about? You're all members of the Democrat Party. As a matter of fact, they're all moderate Democrats. I mean, their idea of working together is three moderate Democrats deciding instead of me getting all the money, you getting all the money and that person getting all the money. We'll just split the pot amongst the three of us. You know, no shortage of going out the state jobs. Governor McKee continuing handing out the bribes to the state workers all in a bid to try to get people to vote for him, right, coming up in uh, the September primary. Now the voting stuff. Uh, The the most that can happen is this needs to be a pivotal time. Now, if you're listening right now, there's still time for people to signal that they're going to run for office. And there's no shortage of a need for candidates. Do you know there are members of the General Assembly are going to run unopposed every election has to have an option every seat needs to be challenged we are also where we are being treated unfairly is keep in mind they lied about the census as a result of the way the census came out which we turned out it turned out they were lying as a result of that right we learned that so the the way they did redistricting was based on the census so as i've kind of told you you know there there should not be as many representatives in the providence patucket area there should be more representatives into different parts of the state and the reason you know you don't have that is that the, whenever it's the providence patucket crowd they're not voting what's best for the people of rhode island they're they're basically voting what's best for the special interest they have no problem spending money the reps tend to be very progressive not in line the way most people would want to do things um this didn't happen overnight i i will say it's gotten worse believe it or not it has gotten worse since governor amundo left governor mckee is uh, i just i've never witnessed anyone throwing around money the way and i i know that they think that they're being responsible but it's basically they just it's just they hand out money to whatever special interest is going to give them votes or then kick back money to them in the form of campaign contributions. Something needs to change. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. J. Perry Paving. Folks, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. They provide high-quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years' experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal-coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote, 401-732-732. 1730 j perry paving they are tremendous they also how about this once a month they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran and remember whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed call j perry paving for a free quote it makes a huge difference in your property in your home in your driveway or patio 401 732 1730 j perry paving 401-732-1730 you can also find them on facebook they're terrific hey get that driveway paved call and book an appointment now 401-732-1730 for j perry paving to the john dipetro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at our website dipetro.com remember weekdays 11 to 2 but visit the website depetro.com. that's the best way to reach me there's a direct link contact john we also have all our sponsors right there we have unique original reporting stories videos also all our links to social media whether it's facebook when we do facebook live or youtube or twitter to check out our website dipetro.com dipetro.com which is sponsored by and brought you by the centredale revival comfort food and cocktails located 2025 smith street in north providence shane and his crew what a wonderful job they've done winner of several rhode island best of awards best of rhode island awards the centredale revival delicious food cocktails a lot of fun stop in and see them 2025 smith street in north providence